Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this third session of the African Family Business Research Conference. And on this session, I am taking the seat of chair from Professor Venter, and um, I am going to allow her to do her presentation, which is entitled The Nature and Importance of Entrepreneurial Orientation in African Family Businesses. Thank you, Elmarie. Thank you so much, Jay. Uh, good morning, everyone. As you can see, uh, I draw the lucky straw of presenting our paper uh, because it was joint research that um, the unit Shelley and I did um, together with Mr. Alan Barr that you saw on the one keynote address uh, yesterday afternoon. And um, to just give you a little bit of background, we were part of the African Family Business Barometer that KPMG conducts every year. And, and last year was the third time. But for the first time, we actually included two academic, more academic constructs. The one was entrepreneurial orientation and the other one was the dimensions of socio-emotional wealth because we believe that that's becoming very important. So today in this session, I'm only going to report on EO. Perhaps uh, next time we can report on the socio-emotional wealth because yesterday it also became very clear that that is such an important construct in, in family business research, but even in practice. So entrepreneurial orientation, I think it's well known, and it also came out yesterday, that family businesses needs to be innovative, um, especially in with regards to the COVID pandemic. But in general, you know, um, COVID just highlighted that, that family businesses actually face crises on a daily basis, you know, uh, not only as a family business, but as a business. So they need to be innovative. They need to, you know, enhance their product services processes to actually be competitive. So particularly in Africa, in the developing uh, country context, um, you all will know that unemployment is a huge challenge. And um, research have shown us that uh, entrepreneurial orientation can actually be a solution to this problem. Um, in other words, our problem statement for, for our paper was um, the relationships to specifically look at in an African context, um, how does EO, entrepreneurial orientation, influence certain outcomes? But we also know more and more uh, from global research, but also in an African context that African family businesses and entrepreneurs are not a homogeneous group. So there's many, many articles that have been published the last um, couple of years on the heterogeneity of, of family businesses, and it's no different in an African context. And when you actually um, add to that the cultural context, we see that, you know, um, family businesses can react differently also with regard to entrepreneurial orientation. So the objectives of our research was to almost uh, fill the gap that Titi and Nikkei um, highlighted yesterday morning in the keynote address. And that is that we are so used to using Western uh, models 
um, for our research. And the whole idea was to, to use well-known constructs like EO and um, socio-emotional wealth, but perhaps look whether that is also relevant in an African context and whether there are differences. Now, um, those of you that know the EO literature will know that there's this ongoing debate whether one should include the five dimensions of EO, that's the on the screen, or simply just focusing on risk-taking, innovativeness, and proactiveness. And because this was an exploratory study, we actually um, decided to include all five dimensions uh, of EO. And um, you will see in Hayden's case, um, in the previous presentation, we only used a three because we didn't want to, to make the questionnaire too long. So in our paper, and you're welcome to have and, and read through that, but we operationalized in each of the dimensions of EO uh, in terms of how we tested it for our particular study. Now, we decided to use a sort of a, a different approach than, than always. So instead of mailing or, uh, um, you know, distributing a questionnaire, we actually asked the audience to complete the questionnaire online. So how it worked is that um, KPMG did a presentation together with us. And then during the presentation, the questions was posted live. And then the respondents um, on that group then could could complete that um, question questionnaire. And then Ellen and, and KPMG did it amongst um, several sessions among nine African countries. So there you can see the countries that participated. So we ended up with a sample of 122. Most of the respondents were actually from Kenya, South Africa, Ghana and Nigeria. So there you can see uh, from our results, our validity and reliability um, was very strong. For uh, for the non-academics on the group, all that it means is that we tested the correct construct with the, uh, with the correct um, questions. And there you can see the results. So we decided, or KPMG also wanted to bring in the economic perspective post and, and pre-COVID. And Ellen and Cray also re reported on that and mentioned that yesterday in their discussion. Okay, so the first re uh, comment that I want to make and the result was that we found a very strong heterogeneity uh, for the countries that participated, the nine countries that participated in the study. So they were definitely different in terms of all the dimensions of EO. So it's worth in the future to definitely include all five of them, but then have a bigger sample um, to investigate. So that was a very big, I'm not going to read through the results, but there you can see, for example, if you take Nigeria at a significantly lower level of risk-taking compared to Uganda and Kenya, and the same for the other dimensions of EO. I think we make a study or make a strong contribution in terms of, you know, investigating a, a well-known construct in an African uh, family business context. And I think that is the, the value of this conference overall, because um, this morning you have heard Raymond Matura um, talked about digital innovation adoption in an African context. A welcome Kupangwa that will present on two papers on value that's just handing in his PhD uh, for examination. You know, that was also in an African, Black African family business context. Uh, Dr. Tony Machabo-Ove, 
completed his doctorate last year also in an in a indigenous African family business context. And I think it's just so important that all of our studies actually also have a very close um, African family business context, because I think that's where the gaps in research are still um, lacking or uh, is available. Um, the current study also contribute to the body of knowledge on entrepreneurial orientation uh, in indigenous African context, but also on the dimensions of EO. Now, it's very interesting. Um, I'm also working with another doctoral student on innovation. And um, there's just as many, 50% of authors will tell you to include all five dimensions and others will tell you to include three. And I think it also depends on whether you're only testing EO or like in Hayden's case that you, um, you know, examine EO as part of a larger mod model that influence innovation. So I think if it's a shorter study and a shorter questionnaire, it's, it's worthwhile to investigate all five dimensions of EO. Then we also make a practical contribution. And I think you've heard it during yesterday as well. And in many other presentations is that, um, you know, we have to look at um, family businesses being entrepreneurial, being innovative, um, proactive, um, taking moderate risk, etc. cetera. Uh, perhaps um, I can just mention that um, it came out yesterday, but it also came out in Tony's study that um, innovativeness is not necessarily the same as traditionally known to us. So many of these African family businesses are only in the second generation, so they're innovative, not necessarily in bringing out new products, new services, new processes, but they actually go into other markets. And in that way, um, they're also very entrepreneurial and very innovative. So what is interesting is that traditional concepts or dimensions as we know it from EO may not be the same or the perception may not be the same as traditionally known in, in other contexts. Okay. And then... As Hayden also highlighted in his study, um, I think the most important limitation was access to more African family businesses. Uh, it's a huge challenge for all of us doing research um, in Africa on family businesses. Every time that you do a, a different topic, you actually have to generate a new database from scratch. So that, I think, was the biggest limitation that currently our respondents were only 122, and um, that will actually be fantastic if we can uh, triple the size of the respondents and the sample, and if we can have more countries that can also participate in this type of survey. Um, and then different, um, also interesting aspect, it also came out yesterday. Um, this study was done during COVID. So I think it would be interesting to see if there are any differences post-COVID um, and if we repeat the study a year later or two years later. So that would be very interesting. And then even though we tested socio-emotional wealth in its dimensions almost uh, separately, the literature is becoming very um, strong on that uh, the family through its socio-emotional wealth actually influenced many constructs like um, entrepreneurial orientation. So it would be interesting to also see then statistically if socio-emotional wealth is not only important as an as a independent construct, but whether the family has an influence via socio-emotional wealth on entrepreneurial orientation. So thank you very much, everyone. Um, the chair, um, you must tell me if uh, we're going to handle the questions. Um, I, I went now very quickly through the slides. 
Um, but I think my presentation latched on very um, nicely to the previous two presenters. So I don't know if I think there's uh, five minutes or so for specific questions. Otherwise, we leave the questions for the next session. Thank you so much, Elmarie, for that insightful presentation. I think it flowed very nicely even from yesterday's sessions and um, is bringing everything together nicely. Is there anyone who may have questions for Almarie at this moment? We know we ran a bit over on our first session. However, we managed to gain time from the second and the third session. And knowing that we have quite a number of panelists in our third session, we can default at 12.15, instead give it five minutes until 12.20 and reconvene for the panel session. And then we can pose most of the questions that came in through for the all three sessions in, in the panel session. What are your thoughts, Almarie? Yes, I think that is a great idea um, because I think for the three presentations, there's almost similar questions um, that have been posted. So I think that is a great idea. I perhaps can just make uh, one remark that I got from my overseas colleagues when I presented on this at IFERA. And um, they said it's very important that uh, they think it's a very important study. They say that all research in an African context definitely is is very valuable. Um, as I say, we have a problem with um, larger samples. And then they also specifically um, s- suggested that we should have a more clearer dependent variable. So in other words, if we look at EO, if we look at socio-emotional wealth, um, you know, what does it, what does it affect? Is it profit? Is it growth? Uh, you know, specifically. So um, I think that we haven't tested specifically last year in the barometer. So that may be something to consider for a next study. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So I am going to cut this session now at quarter past 12. I'd like to ask everyone who's joining us for our panel discussion to rejoin at 20 minutes past. It gives you five minutes to grab a cup of coffee and prepare any questions that you may have for our panelists. Thank you. Thank you, Jay.